Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that this finds you and yours doing well. I want to thank you for joining me for today's program. And today's program will be our final installment on the series that we have been doing on the Jehovah's Witnesses. We began by me playing a recording of a witnessing encounter I had with two Jehovah's Witnesses, John and Patricia. And then after that, uh, I've just kind of been the last... Several programs just kind of been going through in a in a bit of a systematic way, a little bit of the origins of the Jehovah's Witness cult and some of the doctrines that they teach that deviate from historical Christianity. In our last program, we were talking about many of their false prophecies. The Watchtower Society has had numerous, literally dozens, of false prophecies, and it seems particularly fascinated and fixated on the end times. They they just have a, a one after another after another after another failed false prophecies about the end of days and the battle of Armageddon and all that. It just literally dozens of them and obviously none of them have come to pass. And just like a dog returning to its own vomit, they just keep going back to it and back to it trying to get something else out of the same dry well and uh, it's a sure sure sign of um, a system that is not uh, ordained or approved or sustained in any shape form or fashion by God all right today I want to I want us to spend our time today talking about how some of their doctrines have changed over the years and indeed they have now one of the things that you'll find about theological cults is they all like to claim make claims of consistency. They all like to make claims that we are the only true church. Uh, we have, we are, we are the only organization that has it all right. Uh, our, we, we were begun by God. We are sustained by God. We are informed by God and we, and we alone have the truth. And, and they love to claim consistency. The Mormons say, oh, our doctrines have been consistent. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses say the same thing. Our doctrines have been consistent. The Roman Catholic Church tries to say the same thing. Our doctrines have been consistent, even though they have been anything but. They've been a lot of things, but consistent ain't one of them. And this is true of the JWs as well. Their doctrines, they are a-changing. I'll give you a few examples of these. All right, uh, one of the doctrines that has changed for the J-dubs um, and when I say J, I don't mean disrespect by that. It's just, you know, we all say that, J-dubs. Watchtower Society. Initially, the Watchtower Society rejected vaccinations, but now they permit vaccinations. Initially, vaccinations were bad. They were evil. They were sinful. Well, now they're permitted. Now they're not sinful. Well, obviously, they cannot be both sinful and non-sinful at the same time. So they, they changed their position on that, even though they claim that they have, they are the only repository of truth. Also, uh, they changed the identity of the faithful and wise servant from Charles T. Russell to the Watchtower Society itself. 
Initially, the Watchtower Society said that the faithful and wise servant was Charles T. Russell, their first president. But now they say, no, the faithful and wise servant is the Watchtower Society itself. So there's a change. All right, another change. Jehovah's Witnesses initially said that the book of Ruth should be read as history. But now the JWs say that the book of Ruth should be read as prophecy. They said, no, uh, it's prophecy. It's not history. No, now it's prophecy. That's how we should read the book of Ruth, prophecy. Well, actually, they had it right the first time. Uh, Incidentally, they should have stuck with their first inclination because the book of Ruth is indeed history. It's not prophecy. Another change. The Watchtower Society initially said that Abaddon, the name Abaddon that appears in Revelation chapter 9, verse 11, was Satan. They said that Abaddon was Satan. But now they said it is Jesus Christ. They actually say Abaddon is another name for Jesus Christ. Well, as our previous example, they had it right the first time. Now, Abaddon uh, could be a demonic leader under Satan, one of his, oh, for lack of a better word, one of his generals, one of his head honchos, if you will, could possibly be that, or could refer to Satan himself, but it is most definitely not referring to Jesus Christ, that is heresy. Another flip-flop. Initially, the Watchtower Society accepted blood transfusions, said they were okay, didn't have any problem with them, but now the Watchtower Society rejects blood transfusions. They say they are sinful, they're not of God. Well, once again, they can't be both. They can't be both sinful and okay at the same time. So uh, the truth did not change. What changed? Well, the Watchtower Society's views changed. Now, incidentally, is this starting to sound a little bit to you like the Roman Catholic Church? Uh, As I said, the Roman Catholic Church, as is one of the marks of a theological cult, is they change their views over the years. And the Roman Catholic Church has changed its views on dozens of different things. In fact, most recently, you may have heard this just a few days ago as of this recording on uh, November the 29th, 2016. Uh, Just a few days ago, the Pope, Pope Francis, made a pronouncement and he said that priests now have the ability to forgive women who have had abortions. Well, uh, okay, no, they don't, for one thing. I mean, no man has the ability to forgive any other man as far as a vertical sense. I mean, we can forgive one another horizontally, of course, but but um, even if you're square with me, that doesn't necessarily mean you're square with God. So um, the question is, well, all right, if, if this is the case, let's just see their theology for a moment, which, of course, we don't, but let's, let's play along for a second. All right, so my question to you, Mr. Francis, is um, if priests now have the ability to to uh, to permit or grant forgiveness to women who have murdered their children, but they did not have that a uh, power and authority to do before you made this pronouncement, well, well, well what, what's the truth here? Because up until you made this change in Roman Catholic doctrine, Roman Catholic doctrine held that priests did not have that power to grant forgiveness for having an abortion so they didn't then so what happened to all the women who who have already uh had those abortions and died before pope francis made this announcement you, you see the you, the problem 
truth does not change. Now, people's perception of the truth or their understanding of the truth may, but truth itself does not change. So all these theological cults, they really run into uh, not only serious theological problems, but just common sense, logical problems. But uh, so this is something that you'll notice about theological cults, a flip-flop. Another flip-flop from the JW Society, Watchtower Society. They changed their view of Israel. Initially, the Watchtower Society believed Israel to be a literal, physical nation. But now the Watchtower Society believes references to Israel uh, are, are spiritual in nature, simply refer to uh, all believers in Jehovah. That, that is who Israel is, all believers in Jehovah. That constitutes Israel. Well, that's a flip-flop, kind of <laughs> similar to uh, replacement theology there, at least in, in that one area. So it can't be both. Israel is either the nation Israel or it refers to uh, all all believers, but they cannot be both. It cannot be both logically inconsistent to say it is both. But again, they claim that their organization, their society, is the only one that is right. It, it is. It is. It was begun by God, inspired by God, sustained by God, organized by God. Well, if that is true. Mr. and Mrs. Jehovah's Witness, if that is true, then why all the flip-flops? It's not making sense, not adding up. Here's another flip-flop. We often think of politicians flip-flopping. Well, <laughs> cultists do as well. Uh, regarding Romans chapter 13, they've, they've really flip-flopped on Romans chapter 13. Initially, the Watchtower Society uh, took... The phrase in Romans chapter 13, says, which says ruling authorities, Romans 13, initially they took that ruling authorities uh, rendered as superior authorities in the New World Translation. That's how their version renders it, superior authorities. But your Bible probably says ruling authorities uh, to refer to political rulers and governments. That was their initial take on ruling authorities out of Romans, Romans chapter 13. But then they said, no, no, ruling authorities, actually, that's referring to God and Jesus in heaven. That's who that's referring to, God and then um, his, quote-unquote, created being, Jesus in heaven. But now they flip-flop back to where they started from. Now they're back to saying, oh, yeah, no, that's that's rulers and, and authorities, rulers and governments. That's what it's referring to. Well, yeah, well, they kind of, they had it right the first time, but again, they flip-flop. They go actually begin with the right position, and they flip to the wrong one, then they now they flip back to the right one. So right on one that one little minor uh, uh, rendering issue, translation, interpretation issue. But they're wrong on practically everything else they believe. Uh, one of the most uh, damning flip-flops that they have, one of the biggest, saddest, and uh, unfortunately for them, the most damning flip-flops, that the Watchtower Society has uh, undergone is that initially, get this, after everything we've been talking about, initially, initially, a very, very early on in the Watchtower Society history, they actually accepted worship of Jesus. But now they decidedly and emphatically do not accept the worship of Jesus. And I read this to you straight off of the JW.org website. They emphatically say we do not worship Jesus because they do not believe him to be God. And so that uh, of all their flip-flops, and there have been many of them, 
this is probably the the saddest one, the the, the most serious one, and the most the most damning one. They do not worship Christ, and so all of this, dear friends, tells us that contrary to what the Watchtower Society claims, they are not an avenue through which God is speaking. They are not an avenue through which God is revealing His truth, much less the only avenue. They're not even a avenue, much less the only one as, as they claim to be. Dear friends, God is not a God of confusion. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33 says this, 1 Corinthians fourteen thirty-three: God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Your translation may say order, as in all the churches of the saints. Dear friends, God is not confused. He is not unclear about who he is and what he believes give you a quote from a man named William J. Schnell, S-C-H-N-E-L-L. William J. Schnell was a former Jehovah's Witness, uh, long dead now, but William J. Schnell was a former J.W., and he said this, quote, I had observed the Watchtower magazine change our doctrines between 1917 and 1928 no less than 148 times. No less than 100, think about that, from 1917 to 1928, 11 years, just 11 short years. The Watchtower Society, he said, I watched the Watchtower Society change our doctrines 148 times. That doesn't sound very consistent to me. That doesn't, to me, sound like an organization that was inspired by God, directed by God, ordered by God, sustained by God. That if that is the case, then then the their God is is not the God of the Bible. It's not the God of the Bible. God is anything but this. God is not a God of confusion. He has God never changes. Hebrews thirteen eight. Christ never changes. The Holy Spirit never changes. So their God is not the God of the Bible. Dear friends, Yahweh, to use their term Jehovah, their name Jehovah. Uh, incidentally, uh, I don't even think I've mentioned this yet on the program, but Jehovah technically is not God's name. God's name is not Jehovah. Jehovah is a hybrid name that came into existence about the year 1520 when um, a scholar named Peter Galatin took the consonants of Yahweh and the vowel points of Adonai and combined them together and came up with this hybrid name Jehovah. So Jehovah technically is not even God's name, but I digress. But anyway, if you want to use that name, fine. It's not technically proper, but okay. But Jehovah is not a weakling. Yahweh is not a weakling. He's not a girly man. God is not confused as to who he is. He is not confused as to what his gospel is. Those whom God saves, he also sanctifies. God, Those whom God saves, he sanctifies. The entire history of the Jehovah Witness theological cult, the Watchtower Society, is one of confusion, it's one of obfuscation, it's one of lying, it's one of cover-up, and it's one of manipulation. This is not an organization led by the God of order and peace. So next time you talk with a Jehovah's Witness uh, and they knock on your door, uh, might be might be helpful to bring some of these things up. They have changed their doctrines, flip-flop, literally, hundreds of times, and some of their own former members 
William J. Snell, 148 times just in a span of 11 years. So how can they be so confused? How is this possible? Have the leaders of the Watchtower Society just been making things up as they go along? Is that what's been going on? Or I mean, they can just kind of, has the JW organization just been flying by the seat of its pants ever since it was begun by Charles Taze Russell? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, that's, for the most part, that's the case. That's what's, it, you know, as, as religious movements go, the Jehovah's Witnesses are a pretty young one, you know, just uh, 150 years or so, give or take a few years there. So uh, it's a pretty young organization. So, yeah, for the most part, they have been doing exactly that. They've been making things up as they go along. But not entirely, not entirely. The Watchtower Society has, has on multiple occasions, claimed guidance from angels. It has claimed guidance from angels. It claims... For example, that the translators of the New World Translation relied upon, quote, angelic guidance for their work. Hmm, that's interesting, is it not? The Watchtower Society said that the translators of their own Bible version, the NWT, these translators were guided by angels. Huh, interesting. Now, could supernatural forces be at work within the Watchtower Society? Absolutely. Absolutely. We should not discount that. But these supernatural forces that are at work within the Watchtower Society are not of God. We've already talked about how the Bible says that God is not a God of confusion, and yet the Watchtower Society has been seemingly thoroughly confused for practically its entire existence. How does the Bible say that Satan describes himself? Does, does, does Satan show up to us, dear friends, red and scaly with a bifurcated tail carrying a hay fork? No, he doesn't do that. The, the, the Satan is, he's evil, he's wicked, he's fallen, he's going to go to hell and, and burn in hell for all of eternity. But he's not dumb. He, he's not stupid. Far from it. Satan doesn't show up looking like Satan. He disguises himself as how? An angel of light. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 through 15. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 14 through 15 Satan describes himself as an angel of light. You know, it's interesting that so many of these theological cults have begun by an individual claiming, oh, God spoke to me. Let me tell you what he had to say. Mormonism began this way. Islam began this way. With both Mormonism and Islam, both of these movements began with an individual, Joseph Smith and Muhammad, respectively claiming that this entity, this thing, this being appeared to them. And both of these men initially were scared by it. They thought it was an, a malevolent entity. In other words, a, an evil thing. But then over time they can make, became convinced, oh no, this really is of God. And so now we have two enormous, excuse me, enormous uh, false religions that were begun in practically the same way. Eerie, eerie, eerie overlap, eerie um, similarities between how Mormonism began and how Islam began. And it's just a theory that I have, working theory. There's no way to prove it or disprove it one way or another. Just a, an educated guess. A theory that I have is that I do believe that something did appear to Joseph Smith and Muhammad. I think it was real. I think something did appear to them. And I think, I just think that it was probably the same demon 
that appeared to Joseph Smith and appeared to Muhammad. Probably the same demon because their stories are so eerily similar. So could it be that demonic forces have been at work throughout the history of the Watchtower Society? You bet. Absolutely. That's very possible. I would say not only possible, but probable. Now, remember, uh, in none of these major cults, not Mormonism, not Islam, not uh, the J-Dubs, none of these major cults reject the Bible out of hand. Not only do they not reject the Bible out of hand, they don't even reject Jesus out of hand. Far from it. In fact, Jesus is highly esteemed in Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses and Islam. He's highly esteemed as a prophet or as a created being, as is the case with the Jehovah's Witnesses. So it's not that they reject the Bible totally. They don't. In fact, they embrace the Bible. It's not that they reject Jesus out of hand. They don't. They all hold him in high esteem, but they have a different Jesus. None of them esteem him as God, as the Bible portrays. None of them worship Christ. None of them. So it's why I tell people often in my teaching, it's not enough to just believe in Jesus, quote-unquote. You've got to believe in the right Jesus. So might demonic forces have been at work? You betcha. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have no doubt about it. In fact, I would be quite surprised if demonic forces have not been at work uh, in the Watchtower Society. I believe they absolutely have, just as is the case with Mormonism and Islam and Roman Catholicism. So, dear friends, as we conclude, um, how do you witness to a Jehovah's Witness? How do you witness to a witness, <laughs> to borrow from the title of this series, well, you witness to a witness the same way you witness to anyone. You give them the gospel. You make sure that they understand that they do not have the right Jesus. They have a different Jesus. They have a Jesus who was created, not the one who is the creator. They have a Jesus who was not raised bodily from the dead. They just believe in a spiritual resurrection of Jesus. So yes, the JWs will say, oh yes, we believe in Jesus. We believe he died on the cross. Well, they won't say cross, they'll say stake. We believe he died on the torture stake. We believe that he was raised from the dead. But they do not believe that he was and is God. They do not believe that he was bodily raised from the dead. So yes, they'll say that we believe in Jesus, but they have a different Jesus. They have a different Jesus. They do not have the Jesus of the Bible. So preach the Jesus of the Bible to them. Give them the gospel of the real Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. The Jesus Christ who is the Alpha and Omega. The Jesus Christ who accepts worship. The Jesus Christ who spoke the universe into existence. The Jesus Christ who was born of a virgin, who lived a sinless life, the Jesus Christ who laid down his life willingly on the cross, the Jesus Christ who bore the righteous wrath of God for our sins on our behalf, the Jesus Christ who died, and the Jesus Christ who was bodily raised from the dead. Preach that Jesus to them, dear friends. You preach, you witness to a witness the same way you witness to anyone. Give them the gospel, for as Paul says, it is the power of God unto salvation. Can God save a Jehovah's Witness? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you plead with them to repent of sins and trust 
the real Jesus. Thank you very much for joining me, dear ones, and I hope that this series has been helpful to you. And uh, we will continue, Lord willing, tomorrow in a, in a new direction. All right? I'd love to hear from you. Email me, justin at justinpeters.org. And until then, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.